You are listening to Revolver Podcast. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local state and national laws before ordering. It's time to roll up those joints, pack those bowls, and fire up those nails. Because you're listening to Blazing with Bobby Black. All right, and welcome to another edition of Blazin. I'm your host, Bobby Black. You know, in the past few months, we've been talking a lot about the uh, emerging cannabis industry and the surrounding industries and, and how all these great cannabis businesses have been uh, growing and forming. You know, it's just been a huge explosion. So today, I thought we would profile two very successful gondrepreneurs who, in the interest of full disclosure, also happen to be uh, good friends of mine. These guys have been supplying cannabis users with an array of quality accessories designed to maximize the stoner smoking experience for over a decade. Please join me in welcoming to the show the founders and owners of 420 Science, Matt LaPrairie and Gary Canning. What's up, guys? Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Thanks for having us. So uh, let's just start right from the beginning. How did you guys first meet and become friends? Well, uh, we met in probably 2000. Um, we were both working for um, an internet service provider called MindSpring in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, my girlfriend at the time introduced both of us and... I don't know. I think it was kind of instant, like, oh, we're best friends. Our birthdays are a day apart, and, you know, we were instantly just, like, trying to hatch some sort of business idea or some way to get out of uh, working in a call center. Yeah, so, I mean, we, like, like Gary said, we were working for an Internet company. He was in the sales department. Um, I was over on the tech side, you know, working in cubicles, uh, it was shortly after the movie Office Space had come out, which really resonated <laughs> with me. And 
I was just always wanting to escape that that life of corporate drudgery. My parents are small business owners. Gary grew up on a ranch, so I mean, you know, basically his parents are small business owners. And I've always seen that freedom and appreciated that lifestyle. And upon meeting Gary, like you said, we were looking for things that we could do, whether it was website design or some sort of service we could offer. So, okay, so you guys get together, you meet, you both decide this job's not cutting it for us. We want to start our own business. We want to do something, but what are we going to do? When was that eureka moment? When was that inspirational moment that you decided to start 420 Jars? Was it during a smoke session? Oh, it was many years. It was not many years, but probably at least two or three years later that the idea came to us. So at the time, um, I guess this would have been, you know, sometime in 2003, I was working for a company that did uh, glassware decorating, so like mugs and tank glasses and shot glasses, you know, stuff for promotional use and souvenirs and everything. And uh, one of our customers was this glassblower, homeblown glass. And, you know, I I remember the first time I saw their logo and I'm like, oh man, like this little bong house kind kind of thing. And he printed pint glasses with his logo on it. He brewed his own beer and, and he gave this beer out at the trade shows and that was like his his meal. And I famously pitched him on the idea of uh, printing his logo on like stash jars. You can give them away. It's a promotional thing. And Fred, who owns Home Loan, he kind of like, oh, that's a cool idea, but you know, I'm going to keep doing these pint glasses and you guys can, can do something with that. So I went home and told Matt about this idea and, and like, you know, we could go to head shops and, you know, get them to print their logo on, on jars and, you know, do it as a giveaway or something, you know, through a little research and, and going out to head shops, we found that nobody was doing a clear glass storage jar at all. I mean, the only thing on the market were like a hand blown, jar with like a cork in it and so that was kind of like well let's print a pot leaf on it everybody wants that so um, that's kind of where the idea came from um you know and that was again in 2003 and it took us probably the better part of the year to really you know figure out what designs we wanted to do and build a website and kind of like actually form this, this business and then we sold our first jar in February of 2004. Yeah, and with, with my tech background, um, I used to be a software developer. So I had wrote uh, the, the code for the website. Gary, being a graphic designer, he's the one that did all the graphics, all of the artwork that we needed for the jar designs, the website, catalogs. And... You know, we were still both working full time. You know, um, by this point, I was I was over at Ticketmaster, and like Gary said, he was at the printing company. So we had full time jobs um, for the first year of the business, and then after that first year, we had grown to the point that we had we were generating enough sales for me to leave my job. And a year after that, Gary left his job, and, and then we started hiring more people and growing from there. 
Cool. That's that's a pretty fast uh, growth. One year being able to quit your job. I know guys who have been in in bands for decades and still have to have a day job. So what? Other than the you mentioned the pot leaf. What were some of the other early designs that you guys came up with, and which were like the ones that kind of took off and put you on the map? Well, I mean, even to this day, I mean, pot leaves are you know it's, it's a jar to put your weed in. That's what people want on it. You know, I, I think a lot of the tongue-in-cheek type of designs that, that have to do with marijuana culture, people really like. I mean, still to this day, we have the design that says, it has like the RX on it. It says, for medical use, choke as needed. <laughs> and uh, that's actually a really popular design. Or does it say recreational use now? It's for recreational use, choke as needed. And that came from a typo uh, because it was initially take as needed, you know, just like the medical thing that you see on a pill bottle, take as needed. And I was typing and I wrote choke as needed by mistake and I laughed. I was like, oh, that's what this should be. <laughs> so that's how that design came about. That's what Bob Ross would call a happy little mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you guys, uh, obviously, you said after one year, you were already uh, taking off. You were beginning to have decent sales. Uh, the website was up and running, all that stuff. And then little by little, you guys expanded over the years, and you started to add not only employees, but you started to add other products to your line. And so you guys originally started out as 420 Jars and eventually became 420 Science. Tell us about the transition between 420 Jars and 420 Science. Yeah, well, we were – so a lot of times we, we find this story pretty common when we're talking to people who started their own business. And, you know, you have a product idea and you just call your company that product idea because that's what you're thinking you're going to sell, forgetting that, oh, in the future I should probably be able to sell other things. And so we were 420 jars, but we, we received an email from someone, uh, his name's Tristan, who had created a product called the Weedoscope. And he started advertising in high times, and it's uh, a little microscope that you use to check out your weed. And you can look at the trichomes, you know the right time to harvest, compare different strains. And he was just reaching out to us because he had seen us, you know, grow our business and seen us advertising in high times and going to the Cannabis Cup. And he just wanted to ask us some questions about the industry and, and learn more about the business. So we, we talked to him we, through a series of phone calls and emails. We, we gave him advice, told him you know, some things he should know about the industry. And our conversations evolved to where we discussed, hey, do you want to partner with us? We could bring the Weedoscope into you know, our product line. And, and we, we rebranded it the 420 Scope, uh, kind of in keeping with our 420 jars. And, and at that point, we were like, okay, well, what's our new company name? So through some brainstorming and a lot of suggestions, uh, 420 Science is what it came to be. So what other products have you guys added to your product line over the years? Let's see. I believe the next one was ResBlock. So ResBlock is a resin preventative. You put a few drops of it into your water pipe and it prevents resin from sticking to the sides. And it's made from natural fruit and vegetable extracts. So it's safe for human consumption. And uh, again, this was a, a cold email we got from somebody who was just trying to get his name, get his product out there. Um, this was Adam out of San Diego. And at the time, his product was called Never Clean because uh, once you use it, you never have to clean a, clean a bong again. 
And uh, again, he reached out to us and, and I told him like, oh, these are the trade shows. These are the magazines. Um, but those conversations evolved and, and we decided to work together and, and uh, that ended up being rebranded as Red Block. And we still see Adam a good bit. He's actually going to be coming to Austin in a couple of weeks. And a lot of times he goes to the trade shows to help us out. Cool. And when, when you take on a new product into your line, like the last two that you mentioned, is it like a partnership where you guys kind of go into business together? Or is it something where you buy the person out and, and just maybe pay them a percentage? Like what do those deals usually look like? We will buy the person out and then uh, do a royalty on it. So typically, you know, some sort of cash up front and then a certain percentage of sales or profit kind of based on what works best for them and for us. So that's that's a really nice model for somebody who wants to be able to create products and have that freedom to be working on, you know, a variety of things without starting from scratch. Um, by partnering up with an existing company, you know, we our products are in thousands of stores. So they immediately have access to that type of a network for their product and can start working on the next version of their product or something else that um, they're interested in. Cool. And you mentioned, obviously, that you guys have had booths and sold product and promoted product at the High Times Cannabis Cups, as well as many other cannabis events. How much of your the company's growth and success would you say is is due to trade shows exposure or as opposed to straight up ads in a magazine like High Times or, or Internet? I mean, I would say that our biggest marketing channel has been word of mouth. I mean, doing retail events, you know, and face-to-face is, is good, but, you know, it's nearly impossible to really track uh, what kind of growth comes from that. Same thing with print ads. Um, it's just really difficult to, to track that and see what your, your ROI on, is on it. You know, we really like to focus on cultivating our current customer base. And, you know, treating our customers right, getting them to tell their friends about us and, um, you know, getting that repeat business, I think, is probably the most crucial aspect of our, our marketing plan overall. We, we just really encourage everybody on our team to kill it on service. You know, you take care of those people and they'll take care of us. You know, something we do with our jars, when you buy one of the 420 jars from our website, Something we have on it is a lifetime guarantee. So that's pretty much unheard of, especially with a glass product. But if you're holding your jar and it falls on a concrete floor and breaks, totally your fault, we're going to replace that for you for free. You know, you, you just cover the shipping. It's like five bucks and we're going to ship you a brand new jar. And that is something that that really resonates with people. Um, you know, we, we try to do what we can to make sure we're treating customers the way we want to be treated when we're dealing with the company. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. I mean, usually uh, the companies will only replace something if it was some defect or fault of their own, you know, uh, and if, if you break something, you know, the old phrase, you break it, you buy it. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you guys started out in Phoenix, obviously, you mentioned earlier, and you are now located in Austin. Tell us about when and why that transition took place. Well, both. Matt, I mean, Matt grew up in Pennsylvania and I grew up in Montana. And then we both moved to Phoenix in like the late 90s to, to go to school. And so, I mean, we'd been living there over 10 years. And, 
I guess in 2006, we met Dave, who started with the Gravitron and, and now uh, is Grav Labs. And we had been working with him um, kind of over the years. I did a lot of the graphic design early on. And, um, you know, Dave was in Austin, and we really wanted to work more closely with him. And I think we were just kind of tired of living in Phoenix. And so the opportunity was, was there for us. And so we packed up everything into two semi-trailers and, I mean, all of our personal effects and, and also all, everything for the business and uh, moved out to Austin in 2009. Cool. And how big of an adjustment was it uh, living in Austin and working out of Austin as opposed to Phoenix? Um, I, I think the bigger adjustment for Matt and I was that we weren't living together anymore. You know, for we started this business as roommates, and you know our office was in our home, and then we had a, a warehouse where where everything else kind of happened at. But I mean, we worked from home, and you know, spent a majority of our time together, and then moved to Austin and moved in with our respected girlfriends, and started going to an office every day. And you know, the the office was where the warehouse was, and I think that was the biggest change. For us, and probably one of the things that you know now, eight or nine years later, I guess it is well, not quite that long, but looking back, we I don't think we really realized like how much difference that would make in our business. And you know, recently we started sharing an office again, and like really like trying to force ourselves to not that we you know, aren't friends, but force ourselves to really like spend time together and really work on the business in, in a way that, you know, we could when we were living together as roommates. Yeah, I think when we moved here and in the, the new office set up the way it was, basically Gary and I were just in, in different offices. Um, but even having that, that separation of a, a wall and a door, which is, you know, it, it doesn't seem like anything. We're a few feet apart from each other. But it was a big thing when when you can just look at someone at any point, have a random comment that often will lead to something much bigger. And when you then physically have to like get up, you know, away from your desk, walk over, you're going in with a specific purpose, and it's like you're you're maybe only going to be talking about, you know, something that you need to be talking about versus. Um, just what's on your mind. And that minor difference has a big effect. So, yeah, like Gary said, we, we recently moved our, our desks back into the same office. Um, we're, we're in a different spot than we used to be. But, yeah, that's it's been really good for us to be back at that situation where we can have that free exchange and have these things that just come a bit more naturally versus a specific focus of any conversation or topic. Yeah, and, you know, it's also the old adage, you know, you don't go into business with your friends. But Matt and I, like, we have such specific skill sets that don't really overlap and they really complement one another that, you know, we just, working together just has been a key thing for our business just i mean one of our strategic advantages i guess you could say um versus other companies you know having you know matt's tech background and coding and, and me being a designer and, and both of us being interested in marketing and, and business 
it's great, you know, being able to work work like that and so closely with somebody. Absolutely. Well, we need to pause for a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more from Gary and Matt of 420 Science here on Blazin'. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top-quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local, state, and national laws before ordering. Welcome back, and we are talking with Gary and Matt from 420 Science. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we've been friends for a while now. I met you guys uh, around the time when you started doing the jars for the Cannabis Cup. You were creating the official jars for the High Times Cannabis Cup. And I guess I should just say that... You're kind of responsible for me meeting my wife. Let's tell the listeners a little about uh, how you met my wife, April, and and how that the lead up to that. Um, I remember meeting, remember very specifically meeting April in Las Vegas at a Champs trade show. I mean, this would have also been, I guess, oh five, oh six, probably, and. Um, you know, April just came up to the booth and was checking stuff out. And I think through conversation, we all found out we lived, we both lived in Phoenix. And I think we we're kind of instant friends because April just kind of has that personality. And, and so, you know, we stayed in touch with April, hung out. And then in 2006 was the first cannabis cup that, that we went to and we invited April to come with us. And so um, the three of us um, went to Amsterdam, and uh, I mean that was the first cup that we were the official stash jar. And uh, I remember, <laughs> I think she met you like on the last day, and she was so enamored, just like this guy, Bobby Black guy. <laughs> right. She had been she had um, been sick, right? She had gotten sick, so she wasn't really attending the expo. And then she came out like the last day, I think, for the expo, and that's when we met. Yeah, and I mean, she, I think you guys had it bad from each other from the very beginning, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you, I guess you probably know the, the story better than I do after that, but um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. by the next Cannabis Cup, the next year, she was going to, I'm going with Rob now, <laughs> so 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really cool story. It's cool to, to be a part of that. And, you know, April is one of my closest friends for her to, to be able to, to come on that trip with us and, and meet you. And, and then within two years, move across the country to, to New York to be with you. Like, sounds like a movie. It's uh yeah another another cannabis couple love story yeah that was a that was a pretty uh, special year like you said it was the first year you did the the jars and it was the year I met April and although we should mention that year was the worst for the weather and the worst for the for the venue because it was at that you remember it was at that drafty cold place up in the Nord yeah and it was terrible it was it was just absolutely miserable it was raining and and freezing the whole time. But despite all that, we managed to have a really good time. And that was the year that I happened to get the coolest room at the American Hotel with the balcony overlooking the lights of plane. It was just – that was a special year. A lot of a lot of uh, amazing things kind of came together that year. Yeah, it's a trip I'll never forget. That's for sure. I mean, I guess that was like our first time going to Europe too. And and for us as a company, like trying to, to organize and, and – orchestrate the logistics that that are required to to do an event like that overseas was definitely a a big learning experience for us yeah and not only did april and i hit it off but you guys and i hit it off as well and and we ended up becoming good friends and uh you guys ended up also making stash jars and becoming sponsors for the doobie awards in austin which worked out well because you guys were in austin (laughs) yeah man i mean we've I mean, because of you, we've had a really long-standing relationship with High Times, and um, have definitely got to to do some cool things over the years because of that. Obviously, over the past several years, there's been more and more uh, exposure of the cannabis industry and the medical marijuana community on television. And I still get a kick every time they show inside a dispensary. I see your guys' jars on the shelves, holding all the holding all the buds that are for sale. And every time I see it, I go, Those, that's my friend's, that's their jars, you know? It's great. How Have you guys gotten a lot of feedback from appearing in different documentaries and different programs on television? Yeah, I think the the place people recognize us the most was the, the TV show Weeds. So um, I believe we had been contacted by their set decorator and they were setting up a dispensary scene and they just needed a ton of jars. And of course they needed them like the next day. So we were like, (laughs) no problem. We will make it happen. And we just put together boxes and boxes of of all these jars set on next day air. And it was just like, yeah, whatever it takes, because, you know, normally to get on a TV show or movie, you're, you're spending tens of thousands, if, if not more, on product placement. And it was just like this back door for us to uh, to get onto TV. And our jars were shown in a number of episodes on Weeds and then Entourage and, and a few other things here and there they've been picked up on. Um, so that's, that's always nice. It's uh, a great little bonus that we get to have that claim to fame. Absolutely. Yeah, I also see. I also see. You know, um, you know, probably five or six different photographs that kind of like pop up every couple months. That you know, on some some sort of like more mainstream article about the industry, and I love seeing our jars pop up. You know, in that space. Awesome. So let, let's talk numbers for one second. So you guys started out. Obviously, it was just the two of you. How many employees do you guys have today? 
up to 17. Wow. That's way more than the last time I visited your uh, your offices. <laughs> yeah, we're running out of space. Uh, in <laughs> fact, uh, almost everybody is now two people to an office. When Gary and I moved in together, we it was, it was sort of out of necessity. And, you know, it, it turned out that, oh, we really love this. This was something we were missing, and, and it's been a great benefit. But, yeah, we were expanding, and in November, we're taking over the unit that's next to us in our, our current warehouse. So we'll, we'll be adding 50% more space, and that's really good because we're, we're going to be hiring a couple more people uh, later on this year as well. So we're, we've still got hiring to do. We're still dealing with the growth in that way. Cool. And if you don't mind me asking, what, what kind of a ballpark sales do you guys do these days? I mean, I, I can say when we started our business, we really focused on B2B, so selling wholesale to head shops. And that has really been the largest chunk of our overall revenue, probably 80, 85% um, was B2B. We've really pivoted in the last two years to really be focusing on retail and, and being an online head shop. We kind of shifted focus and started selling other people's products on our website. I mean, we had always offered our jars and red block and, and the scope and, and things that we manufactured. But, you know, we, we had been building a really trusted customer base. And it's like, well, what, what else do these people want to buy? Well, they want to buy pipes, really. <laughs> so we started onboarding um, stuff from Grav, various vaporizers. And, and now our website... I mean, by the end of this year, it's probably going to be about half of our overall revenue and really represent the largest opportunity for growth for our company. You know, we we're very saturated in the headshot market and there's definitely new customers coming online and, and lots of opportunity there. But it's also a lot harder to grow in that space um, without coming out with, you know, you need to come out with new products to really increased sales there, which, you know, we, we definitely do um, work on uh, making new things, but it's, it's much more time-consuming and expensive to, to bring a part, product to market. With our retail focus, though, we've seen tremendous growth in that segment, and really I, I feel like there's the, the sky's kind of the limit with online headshots. Cool. Well, speaking of you were talking about new products, bringing new products to market, What's on the horizon for you? I mean, do you have any new products or innovations that you're working on? Are there any big uh, promotions or sales that you have coming up? Well, I think the biggest news for us is we are rolling out a new website here at the end of May. And that is going to be uh, a really big thing for us. Something that I've been personally working on a lot. And we are coming out with a new version of our Wax Wallet, which is a... The Wax Wallet is a small clamshell uh, silicone case to, to keep your concentrates in. And we're coming out with a larger version of that hard shell case with a, a silicone insert inside. We also, um, a few years ago, developed our own water pipe um, called Cargo. And it has a built-in stash jar into the pipe. So we have a couple new versions of that that will be coming out this year. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they... they uh... I guess for us, you know, it really just made sense. The car, you know, having a, a pipe that has a jar in it, that's what 420 jars need. So we've been really focusing our efforts on, on expanding that line. 
And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool pipe. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I personally really enjoy product design. Um, I wish I could spend more time doing it, but it's, you know, when you, when you own a small business and you're at the, the top, your, your time is divided a lot. And, um, we just don't get as much time as we'd like to, to spend time on these types of projects. Yeah. And the cargo was a collaborative effort with a glass blower here in Austin named Stephen Pierce. Um, just amazing product developer and, and designer. And he had come to us with the cargo concept, with the, the pipe that has a, a jar built into it. So the the first iteration were, were just his designs. And then when we came out with version two, that was something that Gary had spent a lot of time working on. You know, he had some ideas on how to refine it, how to slim it down and just make it a better piece. So, you know, something we want to do, we constantly want to be improving whatever we can. And he was able to work with Steven on the second version that came out last year. And um, they're, they're continuing to develop that line as well. As two guys who took a, simple idea and became so successful with it. What words of advice would you offer an aspiring gondrepreneur out there who has a cool idea and, and wants to take it to market and, and become successful like you have? Um, get in a time machine and go back in time. <laughs> no, that's, that's my joke answer. Um, yeah, you know, we ask people this a lot too when we're you know, we, we actually have a YouTube channel that we produce con- weekly content for. And so we've been interviewing a lot of people in Colorado, entrepreneurs, if you will, and asking them that same question. And, man, I, I just think it comes down to hard work and doing your research. And this industry is becoming harder to get into by the day because there's just cannabis is, is coming out of the closet. It's going mainstream. And... Um, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity, but with that opportunity also comes a lot of competition. And it's like anything, you know, the idea is easy. It's it's the execution that takes really the, the hard work and the research. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's a lot of work, you know, evenings, weekends, just all the time. What I would recommend to people is to think about what type of entrepreneur they want to be. And I believe it, it comes down to two camps. One is the jack of all trades, and the other is the highly specialized, focused approach. So Gary and I were, we, we took the jack of all trades approach. Uh, you know, I wrote copy, wrote the code for the website. Gary was the graphic designer. We shipped all the orders ourselves at first. Uh, we, we made jars, we made the kilns, uh, we did the books sales calls. I mean, everything. It was just, we figured out how to do all this stuff from opening a merchant account to um, filing paperwork for, you know, your sales tax reports and, and, you know, just all of the minutia. And that's a fine approach. Um, if you're willing to be, to, to do a lot of research and a lot of reading and really get your hands dirty in, in a ton of different areas. The other approach is to say, you know what, I've got this great idea for grinders or whatever it may be, and I just want to really design stuff. So you might need to partner with somebody. You might need to find an existing company that you can leverage their resources, their selling network, 
you know, so that way you don't have to start from scratch. And they're, they're both great ways. You, you can figure out a business going from either direction. It's just a matter of what suits your personality better. I would also say that things are a lot different now than they were for us, you know, when we started our business. With everything going mainstream, there's just a lot of money out there. If you have a good idea and, you know, you can put together a good pitch deck and a business plan and, you know, be really, you know, legit about it, like, the money's out there for you. You know, when we started our business, it was on credit cards and asking mom and dad for some money and, you know, working at another job and, and really just, you know, trying to, to hustle to make it happen. And, I mean, you can still do that now, but with the way this industry is maturing, like, you don't necessarily have to if you if you have a good enough idea and you're willing to, to do the work to, to get the investors and and get out there. Right on. Well, we're, we're almost out of time, but before we go, I wanted to just uh, end on a personal note. Uh, I know that both of you guys have become fathers uh, in the past several years. And I was wondering how becoming a, a parent has changed your outlook or your approach, not only to your business, but just to the mainstreaming of marijuana and legalization in general. Well, I mean, for me, I, I think becoming a parent just is like it helps you determine what is the real priority in your life. Like, you know, the, the little shit doesn't matter anymore. And for me, I mean, my, my wife, Sarah, she works at 420 Science with us. And she's been with us longer than, than anyone else. She's our COO, and she does a, a lot of the business. In fact, she took over a lot of responsibilities from me. And we, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old, and it's a lot to juggle the business and, and everything that we have going on. And I don't necessarily think my, my becoming a father changed my perspective on policy or the plant or anything else so much as really just put life in perspective. And it's hard, and it's hard being a parent. I, I'd say it's it's more work than starting a business. And I'm glad we had this business already up and running prior to having kids. And I think what Gary said in, in terms of not letting the little shit get to you, because once you're a parent, man... You're dealing with you're actually with dealing with shit. Yeah, yeah literal like, shit. <laughs> you know, on your yeah. hands, like so. Yeah, it, it's going to alter that perception. Right on. Well, judging by the way you've treated your employees and your friends and your customers, I can only imagine what fantastic dads you guys have become and are going to continue to become. Tell everybody where they can find you guys online, uh, social media, and stuff. Well, Bobby, they can find our website at 420science.com. Uh, they can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 420science. Uh, they can also view our YouTube channel, uh, which is my pride and joy, and that is uh, 420science Club, where we have weekly video uploads and reviews and silly weed stuff. So definitely check that out, and that's where they can find us. All right. Well... Gary, Matt, thank you guys so much for talking to us today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, I hope all of our listeners will go and check out your site and pick up some of your products. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bobby. Absolutely. Love doing it. All right. Take care, guys. And if any of you listeners out there are interested in picking up some cool new stoner gear, I suggest you go to 420science.com. And as an exclusive deal for listeners of the show, just enter the promo code BLAZIN 
before you check out and you'll save 15% on your entire order. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Blazin. Be sure to check us out on Facebook. Give us a like, leave us some feedback. Follow me on social media, Twitter at Bobby Black, Instagram, Facebook, Bobby Black 420. Be sure to tune in and talk up with us again next week and every week. Until then, this is Bobby Black saying, blaze on, brothers and sisters. Thank you.